على ربهم يتوكلون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إن البذاذة من الإيمان وقال عليه الصلاة والسلام إذا لم تستحي فاصنع ما شئت أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام صدق الله صدق الله مولانا العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الحبيب الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين Respected elders and brothers, approximately 1434 years ago, Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam was in Arafat on the day of Jumu'ah, the final Hajj, the farewell Hajj. It was around the Asr time when Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam was mounted on the camel. And the verses of the Quran Sharif were revealed. اليوم أكملت لكم دينكم وأتممت عليكم نعمتي ورضيت لكم الإسلام دينا. That today I have perfected your religion for you, and I have completed my favor upon you, and I have selected Islam to be your deen. Islam is a perfect and complete, comprehensive deen. It covers every facet of life. Whether it is a person's worldly needs, whether it is his dini needs, related to his physical self, related to his spiritual self, Islam has got the solution to all the problems in the world. Every single problem in the world, if you're looking for the solution, then the solution is in Islam. It lies in the Quran Sharif and it lies in the teachings of Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. There's no need for anyone to look in any other direction. There's no need for us to follow any other culture or to us for us to be influenced by any other nation. We have got Islam. We have got the deen of Islam. This is perfect. This is complete. This has got everything within it. Imam Bayhaqi Rahmatullahi, he had written a kitab that was called Shu'abul Iman, the branches of Iman. So the hadith says there are over 70 branches of Iman. Some ulama have mentioned 77 branches of Iman. If you just look at your Iman now, there's 77 branches, 77 different types of characteristics and qualities that you have to bring within your life for your Iman to be perfect, for your Iman to be complete. Just in Surah Al-Baqarah itself, Ibn Al-Arabi Rahimahullah mentions there are thousand commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, thousand commands. And there are thousand prohibitions, thousand things Allah Ta'ala is telling you to do and thousand things Allah Ta'ala is prohibiting you from. If a person understands the, the full message of Surah Al-Baqarah, one one word, one one command, how many different things that come under that. So Islam is, is a complete, perfect and a very comprehensive religion. Ulama explained to us, the social fabric of Islam revolves around two things. And the social fabric 
of the West revolves around two opposite things to that. The social fabric of Islam revolves around simplicity and modesty. If you look at the teachings of Islam, you will see these are two very, very outstanding features. One is simplicity and the second is modesty. And when you look into the Western culture, then you will find the opposite of this. The two elements that are outstanding there is extravagance and immorality. The whole thing is based on extravagance and immorality. But we, our whole deen and the social fabric of our religion revolves around simplicity and modesty. Now, simplicity is such an important aspect of life. And especially when we look at the current times, when things are becoming more difficult for people, day by day, things are becoming more hard. People at one time were giving zakat. Now those people are receiving zakat. After this COVID had come, you find that there's been a change now, a change in the financial position of a lot of people. So this simplicity is a solution for financial problems. In one hadith, it is mentioned, Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum, they were speaking about the dunya. They must have been speaking about different aspects of the dunya. And Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told him, Allah tasma'oon, Allah tasma'oon. He repeated twice, will you not listen to what I'm saying? Listen attentively to what I'm saying. Inna al-badhaadhata min al-eeman. Verily, simplicity is part of iman. Inna al-badhaadhata min al-eeman. Verily, simplicity is part of iman. If a person wants a perfect, complete Iman, then he needs to adopt and bring about simplicity in his life, every aspect of his life, every facet of his life, whether it is his food that he eats, whether it is the clothing that he wears, in every aspect, he needs to bring about simplicity. And when he brings about simplicity, then you can say now that he has perfected and completed his Iman, and his Iman is of that level. Hazrat Maaz ibn Jabal radiallahu ta'ala and Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was sending him to Yemen. Like he was going to be a governor of Yemen. He was going to have a very high position. Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam warned him, Iyaka wa tana'um. Beware of being drowned in comforts and luxuries. Watch out for this. فَإِنَّ إِبَادَ اللَّهِ لَيْسُوا بِالْمُتَنَعِمِينَ The servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they are not such that they are drowned in comforts and luxuries, where they have to have luxuries, they have to have comforts. Without the comfort, the man cannot live. He cannot continue with his life. He falls into a depression. Now this is a very dangerous state now. If a person comes to this condition, then this is something that is very dangerous. Look into the life of Rasulullah and look at that simplicity. Nabiya Kareem was the greatest of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's creation. Akramul awwaleen wal akhireen. He was, a do he was offered, if Nabi Sallallahu wanted, then the mountains could have been turned into gold for him. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala had actually given him that choice. The Farishta came down and told Rasulullah Sallallahu if you want, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala will turn the mountains into gold for you. 
If you want to live the life of a king, then you can live the life. You can be a Nabi who was a king like Hazrat Suleiman And if you want to live the life of a slave and a servant, then you can be a Nabi who will live his life as a slave and a servant. Nabi Sallallahu looked at Hazrat Jibreel Salam. Jibreel Islam indicated with his hands that adopt simplicity, adopt tawazu and humility. And Nabi Sallallahu said, no, I will choose to live like a servant. One day I will get food. I will satisfy my hunger. I will satiate my hunger and I will make sugar. And another day I will not get food and I will make sabr. Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam then said, I sit like how a servant sits. I eat like how a servant eats. Nabi Sallallahu would eat on the floor. He would eat like an ordinary servant. He always had exposed Avdiyat and the servitude of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He had chosen the life of simplicity. Yet Nabi Karim was offered to be like the wealthiest person he could have become. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala one day he comes to the house of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa to visit Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is lying down on a bed. You know, like those olden days or in India, you will still see this bed, something like a chatai, how you get like a straw mat. That is a bed is like that. There is no sheet on the bed. Nabi sallallahu Mubarak side, the lines on that bed had actually left an imprint on the Mubarak body of Rasulullah sallallahu Umar radiallahu anh sees this. He's looking at the condition of the Nabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He says, oh Nabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, make dua to Allah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives abundance to your ummah. Look at the Persians, look at the Romans. They don't believe in Allah and look at how they are living. What Nabi sallallahu to him, oh Ibn al-Khattab, are you also in this deception? Are you carried away with this here? They got the dunya, we have got the akhirah. We, for us, the akhirat is there. We are not here for this dunya. This dunya doesn't mean anything. This dunya in the sight of Allah, it doesn't have any value. This is just in your mind, you think you have got something. So this was the life of Rasulullah sallallahu This is how Nabi sallallahu lived. It is mentioned, the family of Rasulullah sallallahu two days consecutively, they would not have barley bread sufficient to satiate the hunger and to satisfy the hunger. For two, if one day they had enough bread, the next day they had less or they did not have anything. They're just eating some kajur or whatever they got. This is the way Nabi Karim sallallahu lived his life. He taught us this very, very important lesson of simplicity. Nabi even told us See, one person's food can suffice for two people. Two people's food can suffice for four people. Meaning, if you just cut down your portions a bit, if you're eating two slices of bread and you ate one slice, so two people will eat one slice now. Now one person's food will suffice for two people. A person eating two rotis, he ate one roti and he gave the other. This is the true Islamic spirit. The Islamic spirit is a spirit of sharing, of wasat, of kindness, of consideration. A mu'min cannot sleep at night when his neighbor is hungry. And we find now we are coming to these times now.
Maybe we did not see it previously, but now we are coming to that situation gradually. Sometimes it is your neighbor. Sometimes it's an immediate family member. Sometimes it is your domestic worker, that person that is working in your home. Maybe your garden boy, that he doesn't have anything to eat. A mu'min is someone that is sharing, and is always caring about people, and is always giving, and he always is generous. That is a mu'min. So now if he just cuts down, Nabi Sallallahu gave another very easy, simple remedy. You are cooking gravy, put a little bit more water and take care of your neighbor also now. Maybe your neighbor got some bread, but they don't have the gravy. So you send a little bit gravy to your neighbor and you shared a little bit. You also got to eat. They also got to eat. In fact, pious people, they would even share with animals also. They would see now this bones. Why must we throw it away? Give that to the dogs. This fat. Why must we throw it away? Give that to the cats. All this comes lying here. Why must we throw it away? Give it to the birds. Give it to the ants. So, so many different makhluk are eating from your dastarkhan now. How many people you are feeding? What a great ibadat. How much of sawab? What great sadaqah are you getting? Now this is sadaqah. And so easy for you to do the sadaqah all the time. You don't need to be a rich man. You don't need to be a wealthy man. But you need to have the welfare of other people at your heart. So this is now simplicity. When you adopt simplicity, then you can share with others also. Then you can give also. But when a person is extravagant, when he's living beyond his means, when he's taking now loans and he's taking debts and he's actually now putting himself into more problems, how is he going to share with anyone else? He's not going to even himself have a comfortable life. He's going to have sleepless nights because he's going to be worried. How am I going to pay now these debts? It's very easy to take the money now. It's very easy to swipe your credit card. But after that end of the month now and it's time for you to pay now a person doesn't know what to do so the simplicity is something that is so important and one of the immediate benefits of simplicity is that Allah Ta'ala will bless you with a stress-free life a stress-free life your life will be free of any stress because if you look at the stress that we have got nowadays it is because of us taking upon ourselves such burdens that we did not have to take upon ourselves we got involved in extravagance we made life complicated take a thing as a of a nikah nikah is such a simple straightforward thing it's like performing two rakats of namaz you all have attended nikahs you said how long does it take for the imam to read the khutbah and just to now make perform the nikah it takes a few minutes for him to perform that nikah but we have taken that nikah and made it so complicated that already from weeks in advance sometimes months in advance people are stressing people are worried this must be right that must be right which caters do we use which hall do we take how do we pay this expense how do we pay that expense we are bringing the stress upon our own selves what is the minimum mahar less than 500 rand in the Hanafi mazhab in fact if you go to the Shafi mazhab even much more cheaper than that much more less than that too maybe just few rands it may be so less than 500 rand is the is the minimum mahar person got 500 rand he can get married but we made this nikah such a complicated thing it's actually difficult now for poor people to get married because they they feel now what what face do we show to society how can who made this difficulty we made this difficulty because Allah Ta'ala blessed us with wealth so we thought now we must be extravagant we must just store 
the wealth. We must show the people. We must have a grand style function. What are you doing? Why are you making things difficult? That same wealth you had, you could have used it for so many more beneficial things. Even if you do not want to give it out in Sadaqah, you could have given it to your child. The desert you are starting your life now, you are getting married, take this wealth, use it. One day it will come. It will come to, for, for some benefit you can use it. So this is, Islam is a, is a beautiful religion. It is a religion that teaches us simplicity. As I mentioned, in every facet of our lives, every aspect of our lives, we need to adopt simplicity and western culture will teach you extravagance now you need to do this now you need to pay for that you need to have this cover you need everything you need so all the different things now that was not really necessary for a person but the way they will put it forward to you to tell you that if you don't have that you are doomed you're gonna be destroyed you don't have this in place you don't have that in place you don't have this policy your child has to go to a certain type of a school you have to pay that type of fees otherwise that child will remain uneducated that child with all these different doubts now they put in your minds they put this and we unfortunately we believe all these things so just remember this hadith of Nabi Karim and one alim he passed away now he should give a very very straightforward and very comprehensive and short advice keep keep life simple that was his advice he would give to people when people would phone him his family his friends he would tell them keep life simple three words just leave it simple why do you want to complicate it why do you want to make it hard you make it hard and who suffers in the end you suffer yourself no one else is suffering when we're saying, remember, it's not haram now for a person to have some sort of luxuries or some sort of comforts in his life within the confines of Sharia. But if he comes to a point where he can't stay without that, then that is very, very dangerous. In that same hadith I quoted of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala, he saw the pillow of Rasulullah What was the pillow of Rasulullah's pillow? Was a piece of skin or leather and in it, there was the stuffings from the bark of the date palm, the date tree, the bark. That's what is put in the pillow of Rasulullah This is how Rasulullah is sleeping. Now you get people, they can't sleep without a certain bed. They can't sleep without a certain pillow. That man doesn't have that pillow, he can't sleep. How have we become so accustomed to these luxuries? How have we become so spoiled? What if the conditions change? What if you cannot afford that anymore? What if that is not available? What do you do? So that is why you have to train yourself. Train yourself to be simple. Eat simple foods. You don't have to always eat extravagant foods. You don't have to always eat fast foods and you know out foods. Eat simple foods. Train yourself. What if the time comes where you have to eat it? Then it's going to be very, very difficult for you. So this is the first aspect. And the second aspect, time does not permit us now to go into the details. But that is Haya, morality and modesty. This is now one of the core principles of Islam. Islam teaches us morality, modesty in everything we do. The way we speak, the way we conduct ourselves, the way we interact with females, the way we behave in, in, in community, what we view on our cell phones, modesty. Modesty is a very, very important aspect of our lives. I will just conclude with this one incident of Zubaydah. Zubaydah was the wife of 
Harun Rashid. She was known to be uh, an upright woman, a good woman. And after she passed away, someone had seen her in the dream and they asked her, how did it fare with you? So she said, Alhamdulillah, Allah has been kind to me and Allah has forgiven me. So they asked her, was it because of the canal? Because she was instrumental in, 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 in preparing that Nahre Zubeda that was known as the canal of Zubeda that was a means of, of millions of people getting water. So was it because of this? She said, no. Allah Ta'ala had told me that that you had done from the public treasury because you had the money, you done that from the public treasury. But then Allah Ta'ala had forgave me because of one act of mine. What was it? She says, one day I was eating food and I was quite hungry and she did have a scarf on her head. Remember, even if you go in the past, even the woman from the royal family is also, they covered their bodies properly. They covered their hair. That was one time a golden era in Islam. So she said she had, but the scarf was not like proper on her head. It wasn't covering the entire head. So she says that she then, she heard the azan. And as soon as she heard the azan, she put a, uh, her, her scarf right. And she made sure that all the hair on the head was covered. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loved that act of hers. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told her because of that respect you showed to the azan. This is now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to forgive you now. And Allah is going to give you entry into Jannah. So this aspect of modesty, morality, it is so important. And I think the enemies of Islam, those who want to corrupt the world, they also study the hadith. They perhaps studied the hadith where Nabi Sallallahu said, when you don't have this haya, then do whatever you want to. Then you can get involved in any vice and any evil. So they are working very, very hard to try and strip this haya and this morality from our lives. If you look at the billboards, you look at the advertisements, you look at the different pictures everywhere. There is a picture of immorality. There is a picture that takes you away from this haya. Let us be very cognizant and let us constantly look into our lives, the lives of our families, our children. And inshallah, this will be a means of our success in this world and the year after. May Allah grant us a true understanding. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Ashhadu Allah, 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 أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح حي على الفلاح الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله الحمد لله 
الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله أما بعد فيا أيها الناس وحدوا الله فإن التوحيد رأس الطاعات واتقوا الله فإن التقوى ملاك الحسنات وعليكم بالسنة فإن سنة تهدي إلى الإطاعة ومن أطاع الله ورسوله فقد رشد واهتدى وإياكم والبدعة فإن البدعة تهدي إلى المعصية ومن يعص الله ورسوله فقد ضل وغوى وعليكم بصدق فإن الصدق ينجي والكذب يهلك وعليكم بالإحسان فإن الله يحب المحسنين ولا تقنطوا من رحمة الله فإنه أرحم الراحمين ولا تحب الدنيا فتكون من الخاسرين ألا وإن نفسا لن تموت حتى تستكمل رزقها فاتقوا الله وأجملوا في الطلب وتوكلوا عليه فإن الله يحب المتوكلين ودعوه فإن ربكم مجيب الداعين واستغفروه يمددكم بأموال وبنين أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وقال ربكم ادعوني أستجب لكم إن الذين يستكبرون عن عبادتي سيدخلون جهنم داخرين بارك الله بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم بما فيه من الآيات والذكر الحكيم أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين من كل ذنب فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أرحم أمتي بأمتي أبو بكر وأشدهم في أمر الله عمر وأصدقهم حياء عثمان وأقضاهم علي وفاطمة سيدة نساء أهل الجنة والحسن والحسين سيدا شباب أهل الجنة وحمزة أسد الله وأسد رسوله اللهم اغفر للعباس وولده مغفرة ظاهرة وباطنة لا تغادر ذنبا رضوان الله تعالى عليهم وعن كل الصحابة أجمعين الله الله في أصحابي لا تتخذوهم غرضا من بعدي فمن أحبهم فبحبي أحبهم ومن أبغضهم فببغضي أبغضهم وخير أمتي قرني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر المسلمين في كل مكان يا رب العالمين اللهم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون وقال تعالى فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون 
الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين سبح اسم ربك الأعلى الذي خلق فسوى والذي قدر فهدى والذي أخرج المرعى فجعله غثاء أحوى سنقرئك فلا تنسى إلا ما شاء الله إنه يعلم الجهر وما يخفى ونيسرك لليسرى فذكر إن فعت الذكرى سيذكر من يخشى ويتجنبها الأشقى الذي يصلى النار الكبرى ثم لا يموت فيها ولا يحيا قد أفلح من تزكى وذكر اسم ربه فصلى بل تؤثرون الحياة الدنيا والآخرة خير وأبقى إن هذا لفي الصحف الأولى صحف إبراهيم وموسى الله سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين هل أتاك حديث الغاشية وجوه يومئذ خاشعة عاملة ناصبة تصلى نارا حامية تسقى من عين آنية ليس لهم طعام إلا من ضريع لا يسمن ولا يغني من جوع 
وجوه يومئذ ناعمة لسعيها راضية في جنة عالية لا تسمع فيها لاغية فيها عين جارية فيها سرر مرفوعة وأكواب موضوعة ونمارق مصفوفة وزرابي مبثوثة أفلا ينظرون إلى الإبل كيف خلقت وإلى السماء كيف رفعت وإلى الجبال كيف نصبت وإلى الأرض كيف سطحت فذكر إنما أنت مذكر لست عليهم بمسيطر لست عليهم بمسيطر إلا من تولى وكفر فيعذبه الله العذاب الأكبر إن إلينا إيابهم ثم إن علينا حسابهم الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين ربنا أتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين ربنا لا تزغ قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب ربنا هب لنا من أزواج وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله